You'll be arriving at Floor 26 soon. Before that, I'd ask you to please check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Floor 26 Podcast. If you have any questions about the show, you can hit us up there or go to our website at Floor26Podcast.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Floor 26 Podcast, the show made by young people for everybody. My name is Adam Duffy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Therese Hill. Hey, hey, hey. And over the call, <laughs> back again, we have Jack Casey. Over the call. What's up, guys? How are you? <laughs> What's up, I Jack? almost called you Parsa. Uh, Jeez. I was so ready. That I, is a very offensive thing to say. I almost called TJ Parsa, Gosh. so it's not not offensive to you, Jack. I just, because <laughs> it, it rolls in really well. I'm like, my name's Adam Duffy, and I'm joined by my co-host. Jack. Jack, say it, say it again. What'd you say? I said calling anyone Parsa is offensive. You or me, that's offensive. That's a that's a slanderous <laughs> term to call someone Parsa. I would hate. Yeah, to you would hate to be. Like you that would hate man. to be four foot ten. Y'all gonna make my head. Yeah, huge, four foot ten. Huge beard. Um, blowing up stuff. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Doesn't do his homework. Just goes on camping trips and misses podcast day. Yeah, twice um, now. Twice now on a in one month. Here. A camping trip. Dude, and it's so crazy. It's so crazy because there is a story I've been wanting to tell when he's here, but I just haven't been able to for the past four weeks because yeah. he hasn't been here or, you know, we had Frank last week, so I couldn't say it then. It's just like, oh, do, 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 do. I, I, God, dude, what an asshole. Um, I know. It's okay. Parsa, <laughs> look, look at my face. He, he ain't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> he's not listening. He's really not listening. I'm going to He's purpose. not going to listen to this episode. Gonna, yeah, he's gonna. I, I mean, like when we're when we're texting about it, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, good shit," and then he's not gonna not listen gonna to it. it. And then, so we could say anything we wanted to about him, and he would not hear it. He won't listen to it. I like, promise you. Even funnier, maybe he does listen to it, and he just hits up our text like the day after release, and he's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> well, yeah, he's gonna be like, "Oh, oh, so y'all some fiends?" Now. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's my, okay. That's my the face I'm making, he should he should now <laughs> get his love together. Um. Well, yeah. So. Last week, you guys weren't here because we had our first guest on, Frank Hassel, uh, which was exciting. Uh, very a, nice guy to talk that's to. Amazing. Um, he yeah. seemed like he was, and he was he was a, he was very he was well very, put together. He was he was very straightforward. He did not hold back, you know any any facts. He he was he was very 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 open about it. very open and stuff like that. But um, those are the best types of guests to have, though. Yes, today we are back with the OGs, Jack Casey and Therese Hill. And how's everybody's week been? Uh, my week was fine, I suppose. I uh, got some homework yeah. to do after we get out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty pretty same old wing for me. I uh, I went. I tried skateboarding around UGA. Don't do that. Doesn't matter <laughs> what kind of skateboard you have. It is awful. This campus is way too hilly. If you're going downhill, you'll go too fast. If you're going uphill, you cannot. And so. then. Oh, wow. my friend, he had a boosted board, like one of the one of the uh, motored ones. And uh, he I would, want one so He would bad. use it to get around uh, Tennessee where he goes to college. And um. Uh, he told me there was one thing where he was going top speed down the quad and like the sidewalks were not very well paved. And so he hits a bump and he just goes flying. Are you serious? Like, like his backpack spills open and all the shit gets knocked to the ground and he's I'm like, and he just screaming. like, he hits like the, he scrapes his hands and his face into the ground. Um, so yeah, I still want one so bad. I've wanted one for years. It's, they're just, they're like a thousand dollars. I've tried. Like I tried using his and it's so difficult, man. You really got to like hold yourself there to resist like the acceleration from the beginning. It's hard. 
But um, it would be, it would be pretty to, sick though. I'd be ready to bust. I would I would bust my ass, hardcore, like, <laughs> flat out open every every time. I I'd be ready to do that when I get on a skateboard in general. Every small bump in any sort of road, <laughs> we just. I'm gone. I'm and off. If I'm yeah, le- there's an acorn. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs> Goodbye. And I'm not coming back from that. I'm gonna just lay there. In case someone put like a marble on the ground. Boom. Bye. I'm, not, I'm gone. I'm I don't have. There. I don't have that kind I'm of. I'm not balance. getting up. I'm not moving. I'm stuck. Help oh, me. Oh boy. Help me. <laughs> All right. So, getting into what we want to talk about today, um, we figured uh, getting back onto, um, especially with the election coming up next week, uh, to get back on sort of. Um, a little bit more political topic. We're going to each be taking the political compass test at the same time. We're um, the pretty popular political compass test that you all know about, the one that puts you in the four quadrants, um, right up next, right up there next to Gandhi and Hitler. But um, uh, we're going to go through each question, and we're going to you know discuss um, our views about each question. And you know, at the end, we're going to share with you um, where we all lie, just so that um, one, you can get more of a sense of uh, where we all stand on these sorts of issues, and um, you know, so so that when you look at us, you can sort of see like, oh God, he's a he's a he's a lower right quadrant. What a fucking asshole! But um, <laughs> wait, question: Have y'all voted yet? No, I was. I did. I know early voting has started. I I, it's weird because I I want to go on just like election day, but I know it's like the lines are gonna be awful. Off, but like I, I don't really have like the energy to go early vote. I don't really know what to do. I I voted. Uh, it was it was. I mean, I you know what time I went to go vote? Huh. 5.30 in the morning is when I went up to Jesus, go. Jesus, dude. I go to sleep at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, well, I, I know you do. Mind, you're you're nocturnal, especially editing this show. <laughs> yeah, gosh. I hope someone... I wish one of you would take that off my plate. Jesus. You're you're insane. I've offered, but okay. Whatever. No, I, um, I will enlist your help. <laughs> and I told you I'm always open. No, you're not. I am. <laughs> Bitch, I text you. It takes you like three hours to respond. Okay. Okay. And also, you fall asleep like that. I do because once after, if it's a definitely a night that I've done an all nighter, I'm done. Yeah, and so like I'll, I'll hit you up. It's like TJ, can you do this for me? And it's just like, nah. And it's it's also difficult because I edit the whole show, and then the part I want help with was like editing the the little promo video, and that has to be done after I've finished the entire project, and so I'd have to like send it over to you. It's just too complicated. Um, but moving on, moving on. Um, we got time. To do everyone that. has the political compass test open, correct? Yes. All right. Open. Pray, it's opened up. Pray for me. I'll start with the first question. <laughs> um, I'll start with the first question out of like, I don't know, like 30 or something. If economic globalization is inevitable, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. Um, and so this sort of goes along with, I think, something I was talking about in episode seven uh, when we were talking about the debate and um, our relationship with China, how a lot of our jobs are going to be shipped to the developing world. And it's like something that is inevitable, like. I mean, it says if economic globalization is inevitable, which I, I believe it is, mm-hmm. um, then it should serve the primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. Um, I think, I mean, my views on this are pretty simple. You put the word humanity in there, and I'm already, you know, on board with it. So I'm going to yeah, put, I'm, I'm putting strongly agree. Yep. You um, can't count humanity out. Um, yes, because, I mean, we've seen how over the past, like, almost a hun- like hundreds of years, really, how we have constantly fed the needs of, multinational corporations mm-hmm. to the detriment of people of most people around the world at yeah. least you know i think they do serve a, a, a good purpose in certain situations but at least to countries like ours we have seen how the benefit to these com- to these companies is is typically detrimental to the people especially in the recent few months where we've seen a lot of the government spending for aid going to bailing out corporations rather than going to the people yes. and we've seen the detrimental effects of that but moving on 
Jack, can you read out this next question? I would always support my country, whether it was right or wrong. I can go ahead and answer that. Uh, no, that is not. No, I disagree with that one thousand percent because I mean, just because I live here and work here and I'm under the government of this country, if they are doing something I don't like, I will not still support. I that won't support. Uh-huh. I won't support that. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna put just disagree, not strongly disagree, because um, yeah, I I did this because well. I do have a little bit of like resistance to it, like because it's still our country, you know. Not everybody here would necessarily and I think, be on this. And I think that if you if you stop supporting your country just because they do something that you don't agree with, that. Like there has to be some middle ground where there, yeah. Because you have to keep some sort of a relationship. But I definitely agree that I would not be stalwart in my beliefs to uh, support my country no matter what they did. Definitely. Um, so I'm putting disagree. Whatever you guys put. Um, TJ, can you read the next one? No one chooses their country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. First of all, I can't speak for everybody that say that. Like, because I choose the United States. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm proud of it. We we've overcome a lot, and I mean we can overcome some more. So I don't I, I, don't, I, I wish, don't necessarily agree with this one. I wish with this one there was like a I don't agree or disagree. Oh, dude! Because like this quiz is so like it does annoy me a little bit because one these questions are phrased. I mean, it's yeah. like they're spo- they should be like as unbiased as they can be, but I definitely can tell that even the phrasing of the questions <laughs> is um a little bit pushed in a direction. But then also I don't think like enough options really envelop the scope yeah. of what you could you could believe in but yeah. this test is the most you know well known among people and it's um short and simple so um i definitely wish i could go somewhere in the middle but and put ultimately like, maybe like a maybe ultimately i'm gonna put a disagree because yeah. i do think that um that you can be proud of the country you're born in but yeah. i do think that has to be held with the yeah. idea that you know uh, being born in a country doesn't make you better or worse than anyone else who was ma- who was born in any other country it doesn't no matter what the circumstances of those country are because like the 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 branding of like a national identity although i think it's powerful to bring people together is extremely detrimental when used to push people apart so i'm putting disagree um you all ready to move on to the next one go ahead take it away adam um sorry one second and Oh boy. Our race has many superior qualities compared with other races. So obviously I'm going to put strongly, uh, <laughs> uh, strongly, <laughs> strongly disagree. Um, By I th- our race, is it saying more our nationality or like me being white? That race? I think, I think th- they would make the distinction of nationality. I think this is specifically race. Okay. Has many superior qualities compared with other races. There's nothing different between somebody based on your skin color. At all. Like, like, yeah, I was I, actually a little aside, but I was, I was watching Lord of the Rings with my brother, my older brother, Mike. <laughs> that is my movie. I hope everybody has seen Lord of the Rings. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're classics. Oh yeah. They're amazing. Goodness. I love the world. And we were talking about how, I think it was in the first one, the fellowship of the ring where the elves were being really hostile with the dwarves and they were all messing with each other. And then Mike made a comment or my brother made a comment um, about like um, them being racist towards each other. And I saw that and I was like, well, it's not entirely the same thing, right? Where you look at the dwarves and the elves. They have completely different anatomies and brain structures. They do. The elves are immortal beings. They, like, they can live forever as long as they're not like, killed in battle. Mm-hmm. And the dwarves are naturally inclined to you know, seek riches and stuff like that. They're and I mean, they're, the basis of how that was created is a little, maybe has a little bit of dabblings in racism yeah, based does. on what J.R. Tolkien does. created. But you have to understand that 
I mean, like dwarves and elves is like comparing almost like deer and gazelles. I don't know. Like they're similar, but they have completely different mindsets. You mm-hmm. know, when you live forever, like an elf right. does, you have a completely different value system of the world. You do. But there's no difference in a human being on earth right now. There's no difference in our base anatomy. Like, I mean, there's differences, but there's no, like, we all feel the same things. We feel pain. We feel love. We feel, you know, need and want. Like, people. there's nothing different. And we all go through emotions. Yeah, there's no, but like, so like in fictional world like that, saying that squabbles between these different fic- fa- fantasy races mm-hmm. is racism is it is not, it is not equitable to racism in today's world, which doesn't have any sort of real, like, basis like it would in a fantasy world. But that's just a little aside that I thought of after watching that movie. Um, we can move on to the next question. I think I know what everyone probably put for this one. Um, but the next the, one, Jack, please. Yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And honestly, I don't know for this. Like, it's, It depends. I, yeah, it depends. Like, like there's, a lot of of, there's a lot of context. There's a lot of different scenarios where you could apply this. Yeah, and so I think, like, yeah. Keep. I don't, no, go ahead. I don't know. Well, I guess, uh, I guess oh, trying to take it for what it is at the base part, we have to think of like, like the, like the idea of like enemies and the idea of friends. So when we think about, I mean, the enemy of my enemy is from a friend. We can think, like, at least in this quiz, we can probably think about that on like a national level where even if we don't agree with a country, as long as they're also enemies with a greater enemy of ours, then they can be our friends. I think examples of that can be shown, I mean, probably in both of the world wars, um, you know, people coming together. We didn't exactly, Definitely. we might not have agreed with each other, but we did have a common enemy. And I think in that situation, and you have to you come know, together to use, you know, coming together to, to get know, what you want out of something. Coming together to situation. fight the Nazis was yeah. definitely a good thing. And I think there's more modern examples of it. I think that, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe to a lesser extent, but our country does work um, very closely with uh, the country of Israel. Yeah. The country of Israel. Um, just making sure I got that right. And then, um, <laughs> Mainly because we oppose, I think, uh, like Russian interference yes. in both of those countries and ours in Jerusalem. And so, and I know that our support of Jerusalem and their policies is a little split in this country, but I think that's an example of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Um, but in general, I'm going to say agree because I think that of course. when you, not strongly agree, but I think when you go ahead with that mindset, I think you can create more friends than enemies in general where, you know, I think... It's, 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 it's hard to say. Def- it, it, I definitely it, think it needs context. It needs context, but I, I see what you're saying. It gets, I feel like you would get more things done if you're looking for a friend that has a similar enemy rather than just cash yourself off from everyone else. You yeah. Know? Like, Cause I'm sure yeah. like, like you said, world war two, we probably had some <laughs> kind of disagreement or some minimal difference with you know, most of the allies. I would say uh-huh, if yes. I had to guess, yes, but we still were the allied powers so, I mean, you know, yeah, and I feel uh, like it's more beneficial to see the enemy of my enemy as my friend. Of course, not. because at that point, you're both working together to take out, like you guys said, the most common enemy. And that way you're, you're I don't want to say you're using, but that enemy of your enemy is now your resource. And now you're, you know, you're reaping the benefits of that. You know, you know what I'm saying? I do. I know what you're saying. And I think, you know, it's like all the allies in World War II. Although we had differences, I think one of our biggest differences was probably based on um, like Europe, like Great Britain and France still having a lot of colonial um, rule over, you know, countries in Africa and, and in Asia and stuff like that. And although it was it was on its way out the door when World War Two was happening, um, I think America didn't share as much of that sentiment. And so but I think we saw the enemy at my enemy as my friend in the sense that we all had the shared 
identity of being, you know, fair democratic societies. Yes. And so I think that it does depend on the quality that you're looking for in your enemies to become friends. You know, I think that uniting as a force for, you know, freedom and agency over someone who opposes that in that context is fine. But, you know, any other, but then other ones are a little more gray um, and how they should be applied. But answering that question and moving on to the next one. All right. Next question. Military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. An example this, of this can be seen in, um, I think, the assassination. I mean, uh, maybe in the assassination of um, the Iranian general a few months ago um, towards the beginning of this year. But in general, I mean, military action defies international law. This is a touchy one. Well, it's, it, it, it depends. I mean, international law is sort of a hard thing to break down because. There's a lot to it. Yeah, because it's like, are we going against like the United Nations? Is that like the establishment of, of international law? It's, it's, a, it's a broad spectrum or, to look through. Because when you think about it, for the last 20 years, you know, our president has been declaring, like whichever president, they've been declaring our wars, you know, whether it's on terror or on Iraq or Kuwait or going into Kuwait or something like that. And in reality, in our constitution it's written that congress is the only one who has the ability to declare war but yeah and but i mean they still do to an extent but those powers have been shifted to the executive branch over time because of predominantly 9-11 attacks and so yes. but defying international law well, okay we're getting I'm, I'm getting a little too complicated about this military action that defies <laughs> international law is sometimes justified i mean when you say sometimes justified that really does just open up the thing. And I'm, I'm, I think I'd have to say agree because I can't say that for every single situation that it would be inherently out of line. I think that if, I guess one thing that we can look at is um, the genocides in Rwanda during the, I think it was the 1970s. But mm-hmm. a big reason why that was so prolonged and so widespread was because certain uh, because a lot of the countries in the United Nations chose not to step in to to fix those problems. You know, we ripped out, like, uh, I forget which country ruled over, but they, they ripped out their government and they put in um, a new government. And, you know, that eventually led to the massacres of, um, of uh, different ethnic groups in uh, Rwanda. And so we didn't defy international law and we saw the repercussions of that. So I think that in certain situations, when there's a clear humanitarian threat in the country you know, we should be able to push the letter on international law when it comes to those things. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, you, you covered all the bases. I agree. I, I am saying the same thing. I agree. I don't strongly agree, but it, it, there's that sometimes in there, like you said, that makes it kind of, I don't know. It's That sort of kind of it persuade. It doesn't necessarily put you in the disagree spectrum, uh-huh. but it gives you the, you know, the mindset like, okay. okay. Yeah. It, all right. It um, sort of sometimes justify it. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll. I'll um, I won't go as in depth going forward in these questions because I'm realizing that I'm just. I'm just rattling off for each one. But the next one is pretty important. There is now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. Um, I think I could talk everyone's ear off for hours about this, but I I'm gonna leave well. it. I'm gonna and, leave it. Uh, leave it be, and I'm just gonna say strongly agree. If you guys have I anything to say about it, I strongly agree as well. Yep, I did as well. But um, I guess I guess if none of us are going to talk about it, we can just mention real quick. I think that yes, that most people are um gathering their information from sources that are not that shouldn't be considered in that light, and that's leading to a rapid uh, sense of deterioration of social fabric and whatnot. We talked about this in one of our earlier episodes too, and it was sort of kind of depth about how social media has an effect on you know 
us and our point of view yeah. on things and the logic behind certain things. So I definitely, I definitely do feel it. And we, we have a, our news, our reporters, not all channels, but some of them do have a, you know, a, const, a consistency to bring out that sort of, that sort of type of negative aspect of things that sort of kind of does deteriorate uh-huh. the facts behind it and everything like that. Yeah. And you know, entertainment, you know, when you like, when you take the two things, information and entertainment, you know, they can sometimes go hand in hand, but when you yes. think of entertainment, you think of things that are really controlled, you know, like a movie or a TV show or, you know, YouTube videos that are controlled, you know, you, you, you say things and you know, you edit them around, you can change things to look however you want. And I think that, you know, that context of, you know, entertainment's this thing that we're, we're, we create and we're given because so that we can, you know, express like emotions and stories like that. But information needs to be something that is given to us in its most raw form, you know, un, as uninterpret, un, as uninterpreted as possible. Um, However, yes. I do believe that there can be a, a sort of hybrid. Like, I believe there can be entertaining ways to receive information yes yes okay I, I i do agree with that and i just but with that comes the quant- the consequence excuse me of it being false information like you could be there for entertainment and to get information but if your priority is there to be entertained you're likely going to believe most things you see whether they're true or not like the whole facebook 2016 thing which we've talked about before yeah so it's it's you've got to find a, a good balance of it and you know not overlap too much between the two Yep. Okay, I agree with that. Moving on to the next one. People are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. I, I agree with this one. I strongly agree with this one. Like, be of all means, people are definitely divided up yeah. by class more yes. than by their nationality. Yeah, I, I would say that class is the biggest divider in our world right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think the first time I really thought of this was back in the 11th grade. I was in our AP Lang class and we were having a, Oh God, what were those um, like sit in a circle discussions called Jack? Socratic seminar. <laughs> yeah. Socratic seminars. And we were talking about, <laughs> we were talking about divisions of, I think nationality and race in this country and in other countries. And I mean, Jack, if you remember me towards the beginning of junior year, I was a, um, I was a much different person than I am now. Right. <laughs> Uh, you could say that, yes. Yeah. I, I would say, say that. that. I was at least, I was less open to talking, especially in something like a Socratic seminar. Yes, yes, and that very And so, like, I realized that, because one, you had to say stuff to get a grade, and so I realized that I was, I needed to say something, but I, I didn't just want to chime in, like, just some random comment, and so I tried my best to work up the courage to present this idea, and it went horribly. I, I sounded like an absolute buffoon, but what I said was something along, along the lines of that class is ultimately dividing us more by race you know, as we've moved in through the last like a hundred years, we've started to move away from a lot of the more archaic ways to divide ourselves like race and nationality. And now it's all about, it's all about the money. Really. It's all about how you know, much drip you got. How That's much drip much you it. got. It's all like, like and the it, idea. And it's, and it's come to the point where like, if you're not coming to the table with the most high fashion materialistic things, then you're not going to be accepted. Uh huh. And when we talk, when we think about like the government, um, you know, being prejudiced against certain Americans in this country. I think that, you know, on whatever grounds we, we put it on, whether it's your political leanings or whether it's your race, I think ultimately the government doesn't care about anything about you as long as they can get money off of you. Oh, yeah. Like the Social Security net right now, which places, you know, millions of Americans, it, it sticks them into this like 
pseudo poverty line um, that we've created. And, you know, I think that the lines in the in that little sec in that section of the population are defined are are um, are very reminiscent of lines that were that have been drawn a long time ago on the lines of, you know, race and nationality and stuff like that. And but as we moved away from, you know, hard coded laws that separate people of these different groups, we haven't we haven't been able to, you know, mix that around. So right now the government looks at it as, you know, they don't care what you look like as long as like you're like you're the like, you're the poorest in our society. We can keep you there and keep um yeah. keep you under our control. Yes. And so that's so that's a big thing. The question, you know, divided more by class than nationality. I do think that I agree with that. Class is the biggest divider um, in our modern world. But uh, moving on to the next one, Jack. Controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment, which I disagree with, actually. I think uh, people should have a job before the government should be worrying about inflation in the economy. I did not finish economics because <laughs> um, of COVID. And so, honestly, this is one question I don't know a whole lot about. But off of a, um, a base thing, controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. I guess that would... I guess the con, like the deeper meaning behind that, it's it's more important to make sure that the economy is stable versus the people being stable. Yes. And I mean, I think that model is something that we've been trying to do for a long time. You know, saying that oh, the economy is doing fine, that means that we're doing fine. But in rea- in reality, while our economy is growing, our people are suffering. Right. And so, I'm gonna say disagree. Um, not strongly disagree because I'm not, I, I, I honestly don't know a whole lot of information about the ratios of inflation to unemployment, but from what I can gather, I'm going to say disagree. Yep. All right. Um, next one, TJ. Next one. Because corporations cannot be trusted to, the, to, voluntary pro, to voluntarily protect the environment, they require regulation. Hmm. Huh. Corporations cannot be trusted to voluntary protect. I it sounds a it's a little cynical, but it's a little cynical just to say that you know flat out they can't be trusted. But I think even if like even if you know Jesus Christ is running <laughs> is, is is running what? a multinational corporation, I think that they do need some regulations. Yes, yes, there are certain boundaries yes. that you cannot cross. So I de- I definitely I definitely agree with this one by far. Whether whether it has to do with deforestation or yes. their use of waste removal, like Correct. there are cheaper options. Or that BP they turning could do our that oceans into an art project. Worse. Crazy. Sorry. Uh, or or like BP turning our oceans into an art project. Yeah, exactly. Like literally Jackson Pollock of oil in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> seeing a bird, seeing a swan that's been turned into a a raven. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so right. I, 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 I strongly that, agree. There should be some forward. sort of regulation. All right. Cool. Um, next question, oh boy, <laughs> quote, from each according to his ability to each according to his need is a fundamentally good idea. Uh, this quote is sort of the, in his context, is sort of the, I guess you could say slogan of um, a, a socialist society or at least a society where everyone works as much as they can and is given only what they need um, so that all people can oh, okay. be at the same. I was about to ask you to break this down for me. It didn't make much sense. Yes. But okay, so, that, so from each according to his ability. So you provide only as much as you can and you get as much as you need is a fundamentally good idea. I'm going to say strongly disagree. I could break down my reasonings, but what do you guys think? I, 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 I need, can you, can you like break it down for me more? Yeah, I don't still like, fully hmm, understand hmm. it. Go, go, go. So basically, go deeper. so basically, I, I really don't want to mix up these terminologies, whether it's, you know, socialist or just a government run, a more government run economy. Okay. People, 
in this in this quote, the context is that, you know, people are going to work and, you know, from each according to his ability. So if so, basically, I, I think the biggest thing there is that, you know, you can choose to work if you want to and you can work as much as you um, you can work as much as you choose to if right. you're working. And then no matter what, you're still giving as much as you're uh, according to your need. Yes. So, I mean, that's like, I mean, like you can break down like the more like uh, simple like critiques of that, like, you know, you know, you know, it makes like, people could be lazy because, you know, they're still getting the same amount of um, they're still getting the same amount of stuff no matter how much they're working. Um, you know, if two people have the same needs, but they're putting out different things into the economy, then, you know, why should they be why like they shouldn't be um, given the same amount because the person who's doing more, putting in more effort to get the same amount of um things back, you know, is incentivized to not work as hard. Um, and I think, you know, that's a little, that's a pretty simplistic view of it, but I do think that it's natural in human beings to have this sense of competition and the sense of ambition where we want to see the results of our actions as we increase the effort that we put into our world. We want to see the reciprocal of that, of getting more from our world. And I think that but I also think that humans also have a natural tendency to want to uh, pull each other up and, you know, you know, hold um, like and to um, sorry, be like cohesive and be um, kind to one another. And I think yes. that this plays and I think those two things need to be balanced really, really well if you're to create a stable society. And I do think that this quote indicates more on one side where you're really emphasizing the idea that you don't want people to suffer. You want people to always be always feel like they're taken care of no matter how they right, work. Like that, that no matter what everyone needs to be good uh-huh. to some degree. And, yes. and then the other side being like, you know, like if you don't, you only put in as much as you, you only get it, you only get it, you only get as much as you put out. And you know, if you don't put in anything, you know, no matter the circumstances, you know, fuck you, you don't get anything <laughs> at all. And so, and I think both of those <laughs> things are wrong. And I think, so I mean, like I think you. right now in our country, we have more of the, the, the different, that, that, that uh, latter side where I said that, we, um, we all too often don't appreciate the struggles of people in our country and we sell them that, you know, whether they have a job that isn't valued highly in the economy or mm-hmm. they're unable to work for any reason, we don't have enough of a, sol- a safety net for those kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that in general, most people who are working do get enough reciprocated uh, benefit from that. Um, and so, you know, I think that you know, a balance needs to be established and you know, I had this, I, I had this thought, um, you know, years ago, but one thing that, you know, I saw, I guess like a year and a half ago now was, you know, when Andrew Yang presented the idea of a universal basic income, a small amount of money that'd be given to every American, no matter what, but that'd be all past yeah. that. You would just be, you would just be allowed to participate in the economy to, to your ability. And, mm-hmm. and you would get how much, however much you put in, you would get out and, I think that is a that is a good way to blend those two idea those two facets of human nature Definitely. of you know appreciating that everyone needs help and everyone needs to be put on the same level yes. at least initially but then also that you know trying to you know rise above each other and compete you know not to the detriment of other people just because it's in our nature that that also needs to be appreciated we need to be able to to work hard so that we can grow our own wells Without and stuff doubt. like that but then also have that net at the bottom to catch us all. Yeah. Well, that's my long ass description of that. Um, <laughs> I, 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 um, we can move on to the next question. I'll say it. Um, 
the freer the market, the freer the people. Mm. And I'm going to... I don't want to talk, actually. Does someone else want to... Jack, what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm a sort of kind of... I'm, I'm sort of kind of as well. I mean, yes, a freer <laughs> market. It, it's These are all sort of kind of because there's not much context for them. But wait, it's still I still have taken this test, you know, however many times. But yeah, I don't know. The freer the market, the freer the people. It has to it, it, it does tie into the last question a lot where it's like it does. It, it's it's pretty much a sequel. And these, these are all economy based questions, by the way. And if you guys didn't. That's know true. This is the economy page, isn't it? Yeah. Um. But I. I am going to say disagree to this just because there's a lot of different scenarios where it's like that's that's partially true, but it's also I think more not true than it is true. Uh huh. And um, it's like um, gosh, it, it, I always try to think of like visual analogies for these sorts of things, but it's like um, <sighs> this is this might come off like horrible. I just I just thought of this, but <laughs> imagine you have a tube. You have a tube and it's filled with sand uh-huh. and it's like a vertical tube and all the sand is just sitting there and that sand represents like citizens of a country. Mm-hmm. And then underneath that tube, it's like, it's hollowed on the bottom. You get like a leaf blower and you stick it up, um, underneath the, the, um, you stick it underneath the, the, the tube and the sand starts, you turn it on and the sand starts blowing up and down, you know, always circulating around as it reaches up and then falls back down and then reaches back up. And that's what you can sort of think of as a really free market where everyone is always, you know, climbing and falling and climbing and falling and yeah, stuff like that. It's a and, constant cycle. And then, you know, the opposite. Of, so, like, the, the more air you're putting into it, the f- you could say the freer it is yes. and the more movement in there is. But there's a detriment to that where, you know, it's it, it can be extremely volatile. It, you know, people can, you know, fall, like, really rapidly and, you know, they can lose their livelihoods and, you know, um, maybe if like they get unfortunate enough, they can fall through the sort of airstream and they can just fall completely out of the tube. And that's what we don't, we don't want that in a society. We don't want that. And so what we need is like some sort of like, like a little mesh film somewhere towards the bottom of that tube where, you know, it'll catch all the sand that is unfortunate enough to fall, um, enough to fall out of the tube completely, but the air can still move through it and move around the sand. But yes. no matter what happens to the sand being, <laughs> being thrown around in the tube. Sand! You sand! Lots of sand! You can't fall out of the tube, you know? Does right. that analogy make sense to you guys? Yes. It, it, it did it first, then you kind of lost me, and then I came back. <laughs> no, I, I do see what you're saying. I'm sure the audience is just like, what is this guy saying right now? <laughs> this is such an idiot. It's okay, guys. It's um, okay. I'm, I'm going to say just, uh, just, uh, just an agree, just a normal agree, um, but I, do, uh, I really do stand in between those two. Um, yeah. But they gave a little bit more in depth about the about the statement. Yeah, I mean, like, it's meant to be like, uh, yeah, because really, it, really it makes you, it really makes you think, and and I think that's really the purpose, you know, to get you to think uh-huh. more in depth about stuff. But on to the next question, it's a sad reflection on our society that something as basic as drinking water is now a bottled branded consumer product. I disagree. I disagree. I, I don't I think disagree it's as well. A, I don't think it's a sad thing because we do live in a consumer age like a consumer economy yeah. yes so it's like we and, and we we regardless if it's water or not what i'm learning about our country is that we will find a way to make money out of whatever is necessary yeah you can make money to make it. sure that we benefit from it and you know like i'm sure like like when like when a central american country or like some country in the caribbean gets you know blasted by a hurricane right <laughs> you know who helps them more than the u.s government 
Dasani. Coca Cola. Dasani. Thank you. Yes, yes. exactly. Like, like yep. I'm sure they are very appreciative of that, yes. that bottled water is a thing. Yes. When those when those storms come, because the government is not going to help them, and At even all. if the government does help them, you know what they're going to send them? Some little shit. Some Dasani. Like they're, <laughs> they're going to send them Dasani. <laughs> they ain't um, even going to come see, there to see I, them. They just going to send them stuff, and then be on a merry way. <laughs> yeah, Jack. That's that's true. I I do think that there are some things like this, but the example it gave, like a bottle of water. No, I I disagree with that. But there are some things that are sold and that are basic things that I agree with is kind of sad uh-huh. as a reflection of our society. But bottled water, the example it used, I I disagree. Yes. But I feel like there are other things if I thought about it. Yeah, I I think the broader context of like of like marketing, you know, every facet of our anatomy and our our livelihoods does have some in some realms is bad and i do think that we could be more open about them and um have less restrictions especially i won't get into i won't get further into that next question um similar to the last one land shouldn't be a commodity to be bought and sold Hmm. and uh oh boy um i I disagree with that i I mean i I disagree i disagree with it yeah you should land. I mean, I mean, the ownership of land has been something that's been integral to human beings since, you know, since we became homo sapiens. And although, yes. you know, it's been the thing that's facilitated, you know, a lot of that divide by class kinds of things, you know, having, you know, serfs work the um, fields or even today, you know, having, you know, factory workers work the factories. Yes. You know, it's that's sort of a, a, a uh, there's a trail between those two. But in general, I do think that, you know, I mean, like we should protect our national parks. I think, you know, like, and those Definitely. should be, those should be government run things that we keep protected no matter what. But yeah, in terms people, of people have issues with how much land the government actually owns. I saw this map once and it, it showed every, like it showed how much land it was just a map of America. And then there uh-huh. were like, you know, drawn out portions and it was a lot, but I mean, if you think about it, a lot of those national parks, a lot of it was government offices. A lot of it was, uh-huh. you know, stuff you wouldn't even think about being government owned, but it is. What is interesting is that a lot of officials in government will will um, will buy s- very small portions of land mm-hmm. where nobody lives, like just this random field in like Nebraska. They'll buy it. And then um, the government regularly does these sort of government buybacks for certain plots of land and um, they can, the, uh, the government will buy them back at a really high price. And so like government officials knowing like exactly which, you know, plots of land they should look into. That's mm-hmm. how a lot of these politicians get really rich. Um, not, not just because, you know, I mean like the, the politician, the salary of a politician isn't, isn't exactly super high, but like a lot of their money is made at least in portion in oh, part definitely. from that sort of process. And I think that, I, I mean, it's not important. It's just sort of an interesting thing I wanted to mention, but I'm putting disagree. Um, Next question. It is regrettable that many personal fortunes have, are made by people who simply manipulate the money and contribute nothing to their society. Strongly agree. Yeah, like an inve- like a banker who just who just moves the money and then takes like point zero zero one percent of it. But when it's a or billion you know dollars, when you only pay seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes, that's a, that's an issue too. We're talking about you, Trump. Tough. That's tough. Um, I will put. <laughs> I will say just to that, put that out there. I will say that it is necessary to have. Well, I mean, I guess when you say manipulating money, it depends on like what occupation you're in. But I do think that there is a certain necessity of people to to um, hold the money around and trans and transfer throughout the economy. And um, but I do think that you know people who make you know millions of dollars a year off of manipulating money versus you know like a doctor who goes to school for ten years and you know saves people's lives on the daily. I mean, there's a little bit of a disparity there. But in general, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say a. 
a, a normal agree. Just a normal agree. Yeah. Not too much into it, though. Um, yeah. Next question. Next question, Jack, you got it. Protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade. What do y'all think about that? That's... It's interesting. I've actually. Is, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the textbook definition of protectionism. Well, I so I don't sound I don't want to sound like an, like a stupid college kid right now, but uh, in my global issues class, we've talked a lot about trade internationally, and like there was a whole section about like protectionism and all those sorts of things, and it basically just boils down to, um, like uh, barriers on trade to prevent the um to the to prevent you know businesses either in the country you're exporting to or the country you're exporting from to you know businesses to to be failed you know like um like small businesses in america being out um i guess outperformed by bigger things because they're i i'm sorry i I guess a big thing here is because is one steel production in america um used to be a really thriving business is now far uh far less um vast as it used to be um mainly because we're getting a lot of our steel from different countries and protectionism is something that would help keep those American businesses grounded um, by putting like um, by putting limits on how much steel we can get from the country or increasing the price of um, steel from other countries. Um, Donald Trump actually in I forget which year, but he put a he, he, he put in a few protectionist policies on American steel trade where he made it more expensive to get steel from other countries really? so that America so that American steel manufacturers would benefit more and um i mean it was a good thing and i mean that goes back into the idea of like you know should all of our like manufacturing and you know all these um all these sorts of jobs that we've had throughout history you know should we send those to the developing world while we move on to different things and ultimately we can't answer that question without some sort of answer which we don't have right now um i'm just putting an agree and also we what but what page are we on like three we Two of six. Oh God, we need to blitz through this. Holy shit! Yeah, I um, was about to say. I think by the end of this page, we should kind of just take it and like bring up questions we want to like talk about. Okay, so um, ready? I'll I'll go I'll go through it. So the only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver a profit to its shareholders. Disagree. Um, all right, now guys, you stop me if you if there's a question you particularly want to talk about. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. The rich are too highly taxed. Um, no. Dis, I'm gonna put a normal disagree or maybe a strong disagree on uh, that. I'll shit, put shit, a normal shit, shit. disagree. This is something I need to think about. But uh, impulse disagree. Uh, don't take it as gospel because um, I, I I need to look at that question more. But <laughs> those with <laughs> those with the he ab- just turned into Sonic, bro. He's like, yo, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care. Agree. Um, I agree. Yes, yes. I agree. Government should penalize businesses that mislead the public. Agree. Um, yes. A genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. Agree. Oh God, at Amazon. But um. Yeah, for real. Oh Jeff. boy, here we go. Page three. <laughs> oh. All right. Really all right. This this would require a lot longer to talk about, so we're all just gonna blitz through it. Um, abortion when the woman's life is not threatened oh, should always Jesus. be illegal. Oh God. You don't have to say your answer. We're gonna move on. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not even. Gonna wait, 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 wait. Yes. Let me reread that. Abortion when the woman's life is not threatened should always be illegal. Yeah, I'm gonna strongly disagree on that one. Yes. All right. Um, all authority should be questioned. A light agree. Um, well, I mean, it's, I mean, that? like it's just like the idea of questioning, like, like. I mean, I have a pretty low barrier of what you have to what like what authority is accepted in my eyes. Like, I'm gonna like if I look at a of a system of authority. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna answer like a few questions and then if they're okay then I'm gonna move on. I'm not gonna like like I'm not, questioning in this context might mean like doubting, but in reality it's just like make sure your system's fine. Yes, and then move on. 
but like, you know, but not move on, but like, and like I have a low threshold for what's acceptable in authority. You just have to be somewhat competent. And you know, if you mess up, then I'm going to, I'm going to call you out on it. But for the most part, like, don't worry about being perfect because not because it's not feasible. So I'm just going to put a light agree because, um, because I don't think old, I don't think we should just like say, hey, there's a new system of government, whatever. I don't, uh, we don't need to look at it, but I don't think that we should always scrutinize extremely heavily on these sorts of things. All right, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I mean, obviously, it's it's not being literal; it's being more of a fair trade type yes. thing. I'm assuming, right? Um, well, no, actually, well, I, I I think it's you know both on an international level and then also on a social and personal level. Because if we look at this, um, well, actually, the page isn't telling me exactly what topic is over, but. On a personal and I think international level, I strongly disagree that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, um, you know, whether you're quoting Gandhi, you know, making the whole world blind. But in general, I think that for the past 200,000 years of human existence, um, you know, cycles of violence have always, you know, shackled us uh, to these actions. And I think that, you know, when on a large scale, we can finally say that, you know, you took my eye, but I'm not going to take yours. Then we can finally right. move on. So I'm going to say strongly disagree. Right. Yeah. Uh, the next one, taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters or museums <laughs> that cannot survive on a commercial basis. Wait, repeat basis. that one more time. Repeat that one more time, please, Zach. Taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. So, the thing is, right? If a theater, <laughs> if a theater, if a, like a local theater can't put on like shows and get enough ticket sales to prop themselves up, I might be a little less like like we should prop them up kind of thing because I, I don't think they're as, I mean, I do think they're, they're powerful forms of art and in local communities, they're good at, you know, helping keep, you know, people engaged. And I, and that's, those are important things like small, small businesses like that, but museums, right. I think, I mean, it depends on the museum, but I think museums, you know, the preservation of our history and stuff like that. And, you know, the education of our public, I think is pretty, pretty important um, moving into the future. And so I do think that, I think that in some way we might, we should be able, we should, prop up these things slightly but also we should mainly just be encouraged to we should we should try to shift our mindset to a mindset of you know these these local museums and theaters are important aspects of the american mind and yes. we should try to preserve them but we were not going to force them to be propped up i don't think right right okay um schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory huh disagree yeah i disagree with that one as well i mean public school i definitely think should be should be compulsory. Um, although, I mean, there is, there is a little bit, but uh, moving on. I, we, compulsory required by law or rule. Yeah, just, just okay. necessary. Um, all people have their rights, but it is better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 wow. <laughs> uh, so I, was, I was waiting for one of those questions to actually pop up on here. Every once in a while, I'll hit you with just like a, just like a, are you racist? Yes or yeah, no? Yeah, I disagree with that. I mean, you should just you should be able to you know express yourself however you I mean, want and, without worrying. And, of and just what does kind mean in this in this case? Right. I mean, like like I said, yeah, no, there are no differences in our nationality or our race or yes. our class that change from our basic human nature of you know the same emotions, the, the, the same desires, people, and we all go through the course of life. Yeah, so even like the word kind, it just doesn't make. I mean, it's it's a word that I don't think is is should be said in this sort of context, but not by far. Yeah. Um, take that out. Good parents sometimes have to spank their children. I strongly disagree. I, I disagree I, I as obviously, well. 
Yeah, I just I never well. was. My, I mean, obviously, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I won't go into depth but about I, this. I don't think that parents that do that should at all. And I won't go into depth about this. But in my sociology class, we actually have to learn. And I had to go through the segments of Doctor Pij. He gives life course theory about children and you know what they're exposed to and how they react to what they're exposed to and you know they act upon what they've been you know around their environment and stuff like that. So I know I'm not going to go into depth like I said about it, but this if you read him and you read the article on his life course theory about children up until the age of 20 or, you know, 18, he gives really good details. Damn, so we, I we, definitely disagree with that. We, we should have paced ourselves a little more, a little better. <laughs> um, but uh, moving on, it's natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents. Strongly agree. I do agree with Strongly that. Agree. It's a, I mean, growing up like. It's necessary to, it be, to becoming your own person. But yes. possessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offense. Agree. Agree. Um, <laughs> the, the prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs. I'm gonna put light a. Agree. Say that one I'm time. I'm gonna put an agree just a light agree, but I do understand yeah. that it's 50 50. Like that, that, that's one where I'm really in the middle about what it. What was the question again? I'm sorry. Read it. You have it open, don't you? No, my laptop's too. So you're not answering these questions? No, I'll just answer. <laughs> Oh my God, Jack! What? After what? the video started going, after it started going in and out on you, it like my whole thing refreshed, and then it took me to the back to the beginning on the page. So oh, you can be doing no. it while we're talking. Okay, whatever. We'll still put your answers up on the screen. All right, um, it's fine. It's fine. It's keep fine. moving keep on. Going. Keeping moving on. Um, oh my God! I'm gonna say agree. Uh, next question: People with serious and inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. Strongly disagree. Yeah. Um, the most important thing. Wait, let me read that. Make sure I didn't. People with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to... Okay, yes, disagree. Um, the most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline. Disagree. <sighs> disagree. I, I disagree. But there's a question like this later on that I will say agree to. Um, there are no savage and civilized peoples. There are only different cultures. Uh, I agree, not strongly agree, um, because I do think that in some cases, like... I mean, it's just... I mean, the, def the, the etymology of these things is sort of... Uh, wacky, where you have to sort of define these things. But uh, in like, I, like I've been saying... In general, no culture, you know, should separate us from our base, you know, human values and emotions. Right. But, um, shit, one second. Um, those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not be, should not expect society support. Well, I do agree to a certain extent, but, you know, universal basic income, no matter what, you still got, you still got a little <laughs> bit, you still got a little bit of money like just to, just to meet your basic needs. I feel like it depends on the situation. I mean, like. Like on a personal level, you can look at it however you want, but on a governmental level, people who aren't working because they don't want to, I mean, that's, that's kind of the beauty of, uh, of a UBI. If someone's not working and they're uh -huh. just li like one, uh, a basic universal basic income wouldn't be enough to thrive off of per se. But even if you're working only minimally and you're using all that money, not towards like really furthering yourself, but just spending it on things, right. that's fine too, because you know, that money goes to you know, companies and, you know, uh, with a revised sort of tax system, a lot of that money goes back to the government, which in turn goes back into a UBI. Um, God, I keep tilting my screen to the, to horizontal and it shoots me back to the top of the page. Um, so I'm going to say agree just lightly. Um, when you are troubled, it's better not to think about it, but it's, but to keep busy with more cheerful things, strongly agree. Um, yeah, I agreed with that. Um, um yeah. first generation immigrants can never be fully integrated to their new country. I disagree with that. I, feel I like definitely disagree. I strongly disagree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, fully integrated. I mean, once again, you have to kind of break that down, but I mean, people come to this country because they want to be integrated into this country. You know, like they come here because they, 
I mean, they like they hold they hold their national identity, but they come here predominantly because they they think that it's that this society is going to be better. And that's not a perfect example since you know this involves every single country that you can move to. But um, right, moving on, uh, Jack, do you keep going? Uh, what's good for the most successful successful corporation is always ultimately ultimately good for all of us. Uh, I disagree. With I that. disagree with that. I also disagree with that. We talked about it a bunch. Uh, and then Jack, yeah. last uh, one. No, no broadcasting institution, however independent its content, should receive public funding. Strongly disagree. You kidding me? PBS, dude. PBS, exactly. You, Sesame Street, dude. Dude, PBS had Super Y. You understand? If if we didn't have Super Y, dude, I would be a whole different person. I think I'd be like a crackhead if without Super Y. That that show that show hip, taught hip, hip, me hooray. values. The super readers say today, you understand? <laughs> and they show did they came in right on on time every time. Uh, dude, that show was so good. And my brother does not like it. My little bro, he doesn't like it. Super what? Because he watches like YouTube of like kids with when Nerf guns. When I was in elementary school, and we used to have to go to the computer lab to do like the little whatever type testing, and I would finish early. Uh-huh. Sometimes before I even start, I just started watching Super Wow on the thing. Super that was before they hard. started putting all those restrictions on the laptops and shit. Back uh-huh. when we were in elementary school. Nah, you can't do shit on there. Nothing. All right. I'm going to keep going. Um, Jack, let's just alternate uh, at the top. Yep. Um, our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. Counterterrorism strongly agree. Yeah, yep. I agree with that. I do too. Um, a significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all the arguments that delay progress in a democratic political system. I disagree with that. I, I also I disagree with it. Because well, just that, because it's one party doesn't mean people are going to have different opinions. And actually, it's an interesting thing because it's like it's saying that a significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all arguments and stuff like that. So it's saying that that's a characteristic of a one-party state, which I, I do agree with that that is, a, that is a characteristic of it. But do I agree with that characteristic? No, because I think that we should have... I mean, like, I mean, everyone says our government is slow as fuck, but I think that is, you know, in part a necessary part of the process. I do think we could speed it up a little bit, but, you know, talking over issues and making sure that all bases are covered is an important way of keeping a country thriving. You know, one party states have typically not lasted very long. Look at all like, you know, one party state. I mean, I don't know if there's any modern examples of a one party state that's not like a dictatorship or something like that, Um, but I could be wrong. Um, next question. Although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrongdoers need to be worried. Strongly disagree. Um, I've talked Why about this is before. That? I agree with that. Because Wait. I don't believe that anybody should be surveilled. I mean, I like I don't like the idea of being surveilled, even though I I don't have anything to hide. Because oh, yeah. well, one, if- I, I I only think about this in a public scenario. Like if, if there's a security camera at the mall and I get robbed, I would be happy to have that surveillance. And if I'm not going to go rob someone. I would like to have it there as kind of a security for myself. But this surveillance but, I mean, goes more into the digital age. Like with like so, your, your search, like what you search online and like what you're like, who you're interact, interacting mm-hmm. with. And I mean, we could go back into like the social dilemma, but I think, you know, a big thing is that that data that they, they, they that they can track us with, you know, can be sold to companies so that they can market um, their products to us. And those, we are their product. Yeah. yeah. And those products, you know, can be sourced from a, from a point of human yeah, suffering. That makes, that makes more sense. Um, moving on. The death penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes. Wow. Uh, uh, mm. uh, <laughs> I'm going to say disagree. Yes, I'm I do. Disagree. I mean, I think that rehabilitation should be an option. But it should be, it should be our, right. should, like, I think it should be only like our last option, probably even past like our last option. Like it should be our last, last option. Yeah. I don't think that should yeah. definitely be the go-to because I mean, they're already, You've already gotten them into the system, and now you're trying to... I think that it's just like... I mean, 
um, people will say like, you know, whatever's most efficient, you know, whatever costs less money. And, you know, I, 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 you know, on one half, I, I guess I could agree with that, you know, just whatever, um, is like whatever is, um, most efficient to like the, our economy and whatnot. But I also think that on a humanity, on a humanity level, you know, we should always seek to find the, the, to find rehabilitation in people no matter what they do. Um, but I do understand that is necessary in some cases. Um, Jack, next one. In a civilized society, one must always have people above to be obeyed and people below to be commanded. I agree with this. I agree. I, I, I believe that someone should always be in check, but also have their responsibilities as well. Yeah. Like I said, you know, they're all like, we're, it's natural in human beings to always want to, you know, rise up. Um, and as long as we you know, don't do that to a detrimental level, then I think it's um, a good thing to feed. Abstract art that does that doesn't represent anything shouldn't be considered art at all. Uh, I I, dis- that's I disagree. disagree. I strong disagree. I strongly disagree. Yeah, strongly disagree. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, art is art. It's natural to human beings. It's whatever you want it to be. Um, in criminal justice, punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. Disagree. In criminal justice punishment should be. More. Uh, it's a waste of time to try and rehabilitate some criminals. I disagree with that. I disagree as well. Rehabilitation. I disagree. Rehabilitation is a. Is a major. Uh huh. It's it's phrased a little strangely, but uh, moving on. The business person and the manufacturer are more important than the writer and the artist. Oh boy. Um. I mean, that's exact. Like that. That's truly like fifty fifty. Like. I all, I disagree with that. They're all balanced parts of our. The business person and the manufacturer wouldn't have a job without the writer and the artist. And yes, it's, it's, it goes both ways. Like the writer and the artist wouldn't be as successful if they didn't have someone to manufacture their product or mm-hmm. promote their product. Yes. Uh-huh. But I feel like the writer and the artist kind of is the baseline and without them, there wouldn't be anyone. Yeah. I saw kind of a funny quote a few weeks ago on Instagram. Um, it, it just said like, you know, um, we need liberals to create companies, but we need conservatives to run them. Yes. Um, and I mean, it's it's pretty off topic, but I do agree that you know both of them are important to a stable economy. So I'm going to say disagree. But um, mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be homemakers. Um, I'm putting a light disagree on that, not strongly disagree. Um, multinational companies are unethically exploiting the plant genetic resources of developing countries. I agree. Um, a big a big uh, example of this is China um, creating coal and oil factories in Africa. Um, to um so that because because to africa that you know grows their economy but also puts them sort of in the um mm. in the uh palm of china's hand you could say you know just uh, gives them more control yeah. over them and so and Man. multinational corporations I, I mean really the chinese government is a multinational corporation it but is. also amazon is sort of doing this and other <laughs> national making other peace with the establishment is an important aspect of maturity i strongly agree i agree with that you know it's yeah, like i, I mean the that. establishment is I mean, it's, I mean, it's like what, it, cause like the meaning of it's like an important thing, but I think, you know, the establishment in anybody's mind should just be like, like the, the set rules of the world that yes. shouldn't be changed, but, and should be followed. And then everything else around that is up for interpretation. It's and I think that. that that is the establishment and that, yes. you know, is important to, to understand. But next page. Oh my God. Uh, we're on what? Five out of six. Okay. Um, astrology. Accurately, we're good. Astrology accurately explains many things. Uh, disagree. Uh, not strongly disagree. Disagree. I, it explains that it, it has a possibility to have some sort of explanation with some things, but does. not accurately and not everything. I mean, so. astrology. I mean, like when you're studying, like if a meteor is going to hit Earth, then yeah, astrology is important. But like, like star signs. I mean, like typically, no, I'm not going to go into it. But you cannot be moral without being. <laughs> you cannot be moral without being religious. Strongly disagree. I disagree strongly with disagree. That. 
Um, charity is better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. Um, interesting question. I'm actually going to put agree as of right now, because right now what we see is that charity is, um, uh, charity is, is, is pretty much tied with social security, I'd say, and how much it benefits yeah, disadvantaged it's, people. It's huge. It's like, you know, like, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates splitting their income and giving it um, out to charities is, is, is pretty much comparable to what the government is really is effectively doing to yes. um, other countries, uh, mm-hmm. disadvantaged people in our own, but some people are naturally unlucky. I mean, that's just a given. I agree. Um, I, I mean, agree I guess, it, that, I guess yeah. it can like in, in certain contexts, it's a little more complex, but yeah, people are unlucky. It's important that my child's school instills religious values. Mm. I strongly disagree. I disagree with that. Strongly disagree. Oh, shoot, ah, I just sexy realized. time. Okay, one second. I'll finally look at sex. Um, sex outside marriage is usually immoral. Uh, uh, just a light disagree, you know, be careful, but I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't think you have to. You know, don't. As long wait. as you're being protective, I, I, yes. I believe it's, it's okay. Uh, I know. Um, oh boy. A yeah. same-sex couple in a stable, loving relationship should not be excluded from the possibility of adoption. I strongly agree. Strongly agree. Uh, pornography depicting consenting adults should be illegal for the adult population. Light agree. There's some fixes we need, to, we need to the system, but I generally agree. What goes on? On a, what goes on in a private bedroom between consenting adults is no business of the state. Strongly agree. agree. Um, no yeah. one can feel naturally homosexual. Uh, it's, it's a little it harsh. Depends. I'm, I'm going on disagree, veering yeah, on, disagree. veering on strongly disagree, but, um, these Wait, days, yeah, I disagree with that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, these days openness about sex has gone too far. I do agree with that. Um, I do think that, you know, it's, it's a thing that has become too, uh, it has become a little tokenized in our society. I think that it, 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 there is certain value to it that I think that we have lost and that we should try to return to, but ultimately yeah, it's I, I am for it being more open and not such a sensitive topic, but I am also for it being private and reserved at the same time. Yes. Yeah, not if like sense. everybody on their private uh-huh. snaps, mm. you know, showing some different. Exactly. I, I, showing I, me something different every week. I think, I think there should be some reservations, but don't nobody want to lose goose at about an hour time. Now let's see where we stand. TJ, you're to take this later so that we can. See I actually, your thing. I went back and redid it. All right, so you're ready? Talking. I'm ready. All right, so. <laughs> so just a basic breakdown. So the first thing you're going to see is just the basic breakdown of the chart, um, with the y-axis being at the top authoritarian, at the bottom libertarian, and the x-axis being on the left is the left, and the right is the right, and that is based on a, sorry, it's like a economic left or right, and then social authoritarian or libertarian. Then it gives you a bunch of examples of famous people throughout history and where they would think they would land on this scale. And then the next one is your personal score. Who wants to go first? I mean, I'm going to put, I'm going to put them up on the screen right now, but political compass, but, um, uh, yeah, Jack, uh, Adam, I will, I will, uh, you can, you can cut this out. I'm just going to switch to my center monitor just to give you a little screenshot to grab. Awesome. Um, I am in the bottom. I'm in the green. I'm in the bottom left. I'm kind of, I, I think I'm chilling next to Gandhi ish. A little <laughs> bit. Gandhi's a little higher and a little more left. Okay. What's your I numbers? Am, like at, like I am it. economic negative four point two five and social negative three point nine five. Wait, I'm at ne- social libertarian negative three point five nine. Yep. So you guys are pretty close on libertarian. What did you say on the economic left? Negative four point two five. I'm on negative two. So we're pretty close. I think I'm we're all right pretty close too. on the um, social scale, but me and TJ are closer on the economic scale, and Jack is. I mean, he's only two points away. So, so y'all are a little higher than me. Um. Yeah. We're a little more to the right of you. Wise. On right, the x-axis. Right, right, right. You're more to the right, correct. And then we're yeah. slightly lower on the y-axis. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I'll look at the screenshots. But um, Are we so, supposed to take screenshots? Well, we will later. Don't worry about oh, okay. it. But um, so ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, 
I guess, you know, we're all pretty similar on this idea. Maybe with a more complex test or, you know, if, if this was taken independently, maybe there was some influence on our answers, but yes. ultimately I guess we're all pretty similar, but now everybody listening understands where we sort of stand on these certain issues. And it was fun to talk about these questions. I, I, I had, I enjoyed I definitely it. recommend that you, you know, you guys go ahead and try it. Just see where you guys stand. It's very interesting. The questions, you know what I'm saying? Versus I understand you guys listen to us, but it's, you know, it's different when you go and do it by yourself and you go through the questions. Yeah, one definitely. One. And also, you know, no matter what it says on the screen right here, you know, you could be in any quadrant, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're a person. You're fine. You're we good. love you. We're, we're, we're um, accepting. This show is for you because this show is and for we, everybody. We love you. We love everyone. <laughs> and guys, <laughs> nice one, guys, just, just before we end off, guys, you know what I'm saying? Voting's almost coming up. I'm not going to force you guys to do so, but you know, let's be encouraged. If you don't know anything about the potential If you are 18, please go vote. Please that do. It, it honestly does make a difference. So, you know, if you're not caught up on the potential candidates, go to their web pages, you know, do a little bit of research before you go vote. But, you know, just look into it. I'm not going to force you to do it. But if you are 18, I highly recommend you go out and you go ahead and vote. But also fuck them. So don't feel pressured. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, thank you, TJ. Thank you, Jack. So welcome. You guys have a wonderful day. That's my line. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs>